welcome back to our podcast in Mindsight. It's 2021 now and we've learned so much from this wonderful year here. I mean, we were so much inside. We had to spend our time with ourselves. And that's what we want to talk about this episode. What did we learn from 2020? What are our New Year's resolutions for 2021? Do we even have some? Um, is it wise to have New Year's resolution and New Year's resolutions? And um, how do we proceed with goal setting? So that's what we want to talk about in this episode. And I think we are going to start right into it with um, a wonderful first question to my wonderful co-host Yasin here. Um, what would you say is like the most important aspect you learned from 2020? Oh, man. The most important is actually quite hard to reduce. I think all of the things that I've learned are really important, but probably the most important overarching sort of insight I had is to learn to focus more on myself, you know, to not constantly compare my life to the lives of others or my success to the success of others and to sort of learn that I'm really not in competition with anyone but my past self. You know, that's an idea also Jordan Peterson talks about in his book, uh, 12 Rules for Life. You should definitely read it. And yes, he talks about this concept of having... I read it actually. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing book. And he talks about this and he says that we should learn to to compete with our past selves and to try to improve, you know, a little bit every single day. And there's also this funny statistic that says if you improve just 1% every single day of the year, at the end of the year, you will be like 37 times better at whatever you're trying to achieve. And I think that's the sort of mindset. I, I'm still trying to work on it. It hasn't, it's not yet completely established, but I think that's one big lesson I learned. And so I really start to understand, um, yes. All right. So like, um, is the book like the initiator that got you into thinking that you should only focus on your past self and not on others? I think it's the first time, Or it's the first time that it's this concept of comparing yourself to your past self. I, I think we hear, hear it all the time that you shouldn't compare yourself to other people and it's no good and, you know, you don't have all the context and you don't know everything about them. But I think Jordan Peterson is the first one I've heard, maybe the other people I, I just haven't found, but it's the first one I've heard who says that you should just compare yourself to your past self. And as long as the person you are today is just a little bit slightly better than the person you were yesterday, um it's good like you're on the right path so yeah that's the first this first time i heard it like formulated in that way okay um so so what are your experiences with it how since how long have you been sticking to that principle oh i i think it's a work in progress Or trying to implement it in your life yeah i definitely try to but as i said it's not yet like completely established for me it's always kind of a process till, till a new insight is really so intrinsically in me that I don't have to think about it. As of now, it's still very much an active effort to think, okay, you know, just focus on yourself, focus on your way, 
on the direction you want to go into and don't constantly compare yourself to other people because you don't have all the context you don't know everything about them there's absolutely no need to and it's just a waste of time and energy so yeah it's a process i i couldn't say you know this was the date i started and from this day till now i have i've stick to it it's very much a process all right so have there been any positive experiences with it yet or what is making it that difficult to stick to it i think positive it definitely had a positive impact on my life uh, especially when it comes to mental clarity like i feel and and kind of this feeling of peace you know having this feeling of being at peace with yourself and your life and the way you're directing it and the way you're living it so yeah definitely i feel much calmer now and you know every time i sort of slip away from it and try to compare myself again and try to um <laughs> be like other people i just actively try to get back into that mindset of you know just focus on you and yeah it definitely had a positive effect on just my mental peace I think that will summarize it. So yeah, as I also mentioned it, um, I also read the book and I think this one stood out as a very important principle to me as well because um, in high school, I, I was like that the nerd that was like really, really good in school. And of course, you you want to kind of keep that status and you want to... Um, still be on top and necessarily you have to compare yourself to other people in your class or uh, in your in your level class level and it that this kind of um, principle also seemed to open my eyes for uh, or I am also trying to implement it a little more in my life right now because now that I'm like studying with all those super genius people it's like not possible anymore to be top of the class or anything you you have to make this constant endeavor to improve um in comparison to your past self and i'm I'm very much in favor of um, his philosophy there the only thing that i'm uh I, i guess that's not even what he's really saying he's just saying you have to compare yourself to your past self he doesn't necessarily that does he necessarily say that you have to improve in comparison to your past self constantly okay now yes now that you because like it. the only point that um is missing out there is um you kind of have to have a standard in uh, in which direction you want to go like improvement is like going in a certain direction and this certain direction i i think we kind of figure this direction out by comparing ourselves to others or like by getting a general overview of the public like what is an acceptable goal and what is not yes definitely. like only in the most general sense like if you if it comes to like all those micromanagement things in your life then you should compare yourself to yourself only yes. i guess yeah what, what i, you, I get you your say? point it's yeah it's much much more differentiated i think much more complex than that um because there certainly is yeah of course with philosophy it's always like that but there of course is a kind of healthy comparison um with other people you, 
you as long as you use it as motivation and as long as you use it as a means to to be like look what's possible like um especially you know even even like comparing myself to you multiple times i was like look man what's possible like this guy <laughs> is just crazy at everything he does like everything he touches just and kind of you know having that comparison and that motivation and use it as a positive force for your life it's great but you know as soon as it becomes this oh man i'm not you know i don't know i'm not kylie jenner i'm not a billionaire by 20 uh, whatever and i'm not like elon musk i'm not a genius who dropped out of high school and built multi-billion dollar companies you know having comparing yourself to a level where you where you try to lose a your sense of self-confidence and we try to reduce your self-esteem i think that's negative comparison and that's mainly probably what john pearson is talking about yes i think i very much agree with you on that point um if we come back to my problem uh, that i had with this theory is um like kind of we have to develop a standard um I, I recently read about this psychological theory called like self-determination theory. Um, it's like a theory about where you get your motivation from. And there's like two kinds of motivation, extrinsic motivation and intrinsic motivation. And extrinsic motivation is like everything the outside world is putting upon you. It might be threats, might be uh, money reward. Like that's, I guess, how capitalism is working. Like um we uh, the extrinsic motivation is money and stuff and this self-determination theory is like about um the necessary factors for intrinsic motivation meaning where you can get like motivation from inside and the, um the guys i they f i think they were called richard ryan and edward dc um they figured out that there are like three necessary um nutrients that you need in order to develop like intrinsic motivation those are um relatedness autonomy and um the first one had to do with competence like um you, you have those three factors um the most important one is autonomy like that you can uh in your social environment embedded in your social environment that you can take your own decisions like what you want to do and where you want to get and i think that's um kind of where john peterson's theory also fits in inside your social environment you can yourself decide where, where you want to go and inside that environment you have like your own um position where you can compare yourself to your previous self um what was the logic en logical enough <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure yeah we can also go into the other points a bit like um the the second one was relatedness relatedness refers kind of to um the the yeah also to the social environment you're um, embedded in where you feel like a kind of belongingness to a certain group that you care for the group but the group also cares in return for you and that you your like achievements 
get honored by that group, but you also like honor the achievements of others. Very interesting. Maybe that's also where this comparison to others comes from. Because like, what is honorable in a like social group? I mean, you have to kind of exceed the others or do a really good deed. And if somebody of the group does that frequently, you want to compare yourself to them, I guess. Of course. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sorry for the monologue. <laughs> no problem. I, I would actually like to to hear about you. What was the main insight of 2020 for you? Okay, then let's go in that um, a little more. Okay, for me, it was taking over responsibility for my own life. I think that was also in Jordan Peterson's book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> just, just a little side note, we're actually planning on making like a kind of mini series where we're discussing all of his ideas in his books. But that's for later. So yeah, back to back to my insight. Um, why why is it so important for me? Like this year was a, a really successful and important year to me because I finished high school. I um, kind of moved out from home. I found my new flat. I started studying and all that stuff. And you kind of, <laughs> if you want to be successful if you're, with your life, that you have to take over responsibility for your own life. And I like this this mindset i i already acquired it before like all of that high school finishing stuff and it really um made it a whole lot easier to live on my own now because um i opened my own bank accounts i um started investing i learned how to cook i <laughs> like cook something healthy i guess for that's very important for students yeah, definitely <laughs> not only living off pasta and pizza <laughs> i i did my own contracts stuff and if you do that early enough in your life i mean not all of our listeners are um yeah I have finished high school yet and are moving out of home yet if you do that early enough it makes so uh, everything so much more easier yeah the, honestly i can't wait to move out like it's not that i don't like my family or stuff or that i don't like the place i'm at but you know, having this complete autonomy and this complete control of your life, and you know, you know that one hundred percent you're responsible for everything that happens. And as you said, this feeling of having your contracts and your bank account and investing and taking care of your budget and your money and sort of organizing your life in a way you want and not being necessarily externally dependent on someone else for example your parents or uh i don't know a mentor or anything you're just 100 percent responsible for yourself and your life i think that's the most amazing feeling probably yeah that they are also like this autonomy aspect from the self-determination theory comes into play again i guess because that it's really empowering to have the autonomy to decide what you want to do with your life that gives you so much motivation because you can take it everywhere the the only danger i see there is like that you feel overwhelmed by all the possibilities and rather than doing something you uh, decide to like i don't know i, I i'm too overwhelmed i want to stay home i <laughs> i don't want anything from life at the moment yeah Growing up, growing up is a pain. <laughs> that, that's like the only problem I see with, with that. 
yes. but w with enough plans and like enough guidance i mean there are countless of blogs and stuff out there which help you i think you can figure out the general direction in which you want to go yeah for sure um i would like to share something as well one other <laughs> point or insight i have or lesson i learned um i think one one big one also was the power of consistency and consistency, yes yes definitely that's the main thing and i i struggled with that for my i also discovered that for me actually yeah it's it's amazing like I, you always you always know that consistency consistency is important and you hear that all over the place and everyone talks about it you know all those productivity youtubers and whatnot but once you really understand it and like once you experience it in your own life it's just like it almost seems illegal to know <laughs> it almost for real it almost seems uh, like yeah. you you have you have the life hack because <laughs> like oh, the secret I, to the, the life sense in your hands exactly <laughs> exactly i think also Ali Abdal talked about that and he said that consistency is way more important than intensity we sort of focus on okay wait before before we go on like yes. how, how would you define um, consistency for our viewers very basic you just choose to do for example if you i would take the example from my life i i started to learn italian um exactly two months ago i'm now on the 60 day strike on duolingo <laughs> so it's been <laughs> exactly two months and you know whenever you want to learn something new whether it be a language or learning how to program or learning to play the piano whatever it is um and especially if you don't have like outside accountability forces like you know university and deadlines and whatever you just want to learn it for yourself you you have to learn that keeping having like a consistent schedule like being for example you, you want to say like being persistent in a sense like uh, doing it every day no matter what or that's the point i i don't think persistence and consistency necessarily have to go together i think i also discovered that because we always feel like okay when we hear consistency we generally think i have to do something every single day and you know in many examples that's true for example, learning Italian, it was really a matter of every single day because mm -hmm. if, if not, Dolingo punishes you <laughs> and you don't want that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's that crazy bird. Yeah, you, you want to uh, move yeah, up. I'm still wondering when it will turn up at my front porch and like, <laughs> ah, here you live, let's, let's beat that sucker up for not learning. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, there are certain things um, that have to be done just every single day. But for example, what I discovered for me at least, and I think that's also a very important point, like being self-aware of how you work and how your brain works and how, uh, in what ways you are more productive. For me, it was, for example, with programming, it's very hard to do it every single day. Like with program, I know this, for example, especially if you learn like new concepts or, uh, I don't know, new animation technique and whatever, or new framework or, you know, all that stuff. If you learn a pretty complex topic, doing it every single day can actually hurt you more. Or at least it was for me. For me, it's like I do it one day and then I just leave it for one day. I don't think about it. And when I come back, it's... It's sort of yeah, this motivation again to tackle it. Yeah, not only the motivation, but I think it's also, uh, I think you wrote an article about that, about uh, space repetition. We have to sort of mm -hmm. allow our brain to forget. 
in order to be able to learn efficiently. And if you learn every single day, no excuse, and you learn the exact same concept, it will take you much longer and it will ultimately burn you out. But if you say, okay, I will learn this concept today and I will leave it for one day or two days and then I will come back. And maybe I've forgotten like 60% of it, 50% of it. But now that my brain has to act, actually actively retrieve the information, mm-hmm. I can now learn it way more efficiently. So that was but a really... Like consistency for you is kind of still bound to a timetable mentality, I guess. Like whether it's yeah. every day or every second day. Or yeah. are you like... Yes. I mean, if you keep it like really um, free in your choosing when you want to learn, then that possesses many or like that has in itself many dangers at procrastination for example <laughs> let's let's mention the monster that's killing our lives <laughs> yeah no yeah. for sure yeah that's why i said self-awareness like being being self-aware and knowing how you work and sort of experimenting with it um mm. especially you know learning to program was very much a just a constant ex- experiment figuring out how do i learn um How, I, how am I more efficient? How do I approach new projects? And how can I deal best with being consistent? And I think that's mm-hmm. just really a journey. Like you probably can get it right the first time. You can say, I want to learn Italian. And I, I, from the first day, I have the perfect schedule and the perfect plan. And by this time next year, I will be fluent. Like, it doesn't work that way. It's just a lot of experimenting <laughs> and figuring stuff out. And with time, you sort of get in a rhythm. And that's a big point for me. Yes, self-awareness and combined with consistency is a superpower. Yeah, yeah. That consistency thing like um, materialized itself in my life a little differently. Um, I also, on my blog, I also wrote an article about mini habits. Yes. And also, they, they for me, they seem like also like the... I am holding the secret of life in my hands, like I am how I'm how I'm able to realize basically everything just with enough time. Um, so, like a short explanation: What are mini habits? Um, if you like, want, let let's take uh, learning Spanish for example. That's what I have been doing, also with Duolingo. Um, instead of um, learning like 45 minutes or an hour a day. Um, which you're certainly not being able, uh, which you're certainly not going to be able to stick to for a period of several weeks because, like, there's uh, different life events coming in. Um, you you try to reduce it to like a really really slow starting amount, which you do like every day. Let's say you you're just trying to complete one lesson of Duolingo, which is probably two to three minutes if you're quick enough. If if you like bring up the persistence or the consistency to just stick to this one lesson for oh, over a year you you you'll, I, i i promise you you'll achieve so much more than starting with one hour a day with your like your newest resolution of one hour a day which you'll drop after two weeks or so because okay yeah okay i i don't really want to learn today Let's let's postpone it tomorrow. We'll do double tomorrow. That it doesn't work out that way, at least in my experience. But mini habits kind of all enabled me to invest like a tiny amount of my day, which I'm basically able to bring up every evening or every morning just by getting up a little earlier. 
just just by investing a little amount of time over like half a year you can make so much progress um as an example like i've been learning spanish with duolingo for half a year now and my my brother who is like um in high school still who is picked up spanish like this year also um who's m maybe learning it much more intensively and um much more in depth with like a real teacher um uh, no no hate on him but <laughs> <laughs> i i feel like i i learned so much more just by sticking to it like with with, with that little um, amount of time i bring up every day yes i think that's where this idea of consistency is way more important than intensity comes in where i think at school it's oftentimes like okay you you don't learn anything for weeks and then two days before the exam you just cram everything into you maybe you get a oh, good yes. grade and it works you know that's how the education system works it works you get a good grade but you know the short burst of intensity two days before the exam is not gonna lead to long-term retention of whatever you're trying to learn yes. so i experienced that myself <laughs> like um until maybe the last year of school i or maybe until even now university i I basically learned that way, like two to three days before my exam, I, I crammed everything into me. And yes, I, I got the, all the good grades, but when it came to um, my finals, where I basically had to know everything of the past two years, it was so difficult to cram everything back in my head to, to get the knowledge that I have forgotten um, from the first test <laughs> two years ago, which I had to know then again. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, maybe consistency especially in learning um with self uh, with spaced repetition is maybe actually the best way to tackle any kind of problem yeah we should definitely do an episode on space repetition and active recall <laughs> we have definitely to. they are definitely. They're amazing yes and you also talk quickly about you know doing something for one year and i actually also wrote an article about that and it's sort of a rule, more or less, we came up with, I think, during our phone call, where I said, mm -hmm. you know, everything I'm trying right now, especially, you know, being in the gap year, and sometimes it's, it's somewhat difficult to self-motivate you and to get yourself to do the things um, you've set out to do. I've kind of established together with you this, this one-year rule. Like, whatever new thing we try, we do it for one year consistently. And then we can decide whether we like it or not, or whether we want to keep doing it. But the thing is, whenever you learn something new, most things in life are not a linear learning curve. Like most things are like, you have uh, times where you feel like the most intelligent person in the world. And then you have like <laughs> down times and uh, you get into depression. And like, I don't get anything. Why am I even trying? And, you know, I, mm -hmm. I've had those moments a lot with programming, for example. And oh, yes. then you just push through and you go, you go ahead and you have this idea in your head that I have to do it for one year. Like whatever happens, I promised, I promised it. I have sort of an accountability partner, which in this case is you. You know, I said I'm going to do it for one year. And I'm you just push in through. your window. <laughs> <laughs> like the Duolingo bird. Yes. <laughs> no, but it's... It's very effective. It's, it's very effective, not only for you, you know, to learn to just keep pushing, even 
if it seems hard at the moment and to so, sort of have this uh, big ultimate goal, which, you know, in this case, isn't anything specific. It isn't, I want to work at Google, but by that time next year, or it's just, I want to keep doing it for one year consistently. Mm. And then I will see where I end up. And then I can more accurately say if I like it or not, and if I want to continue doing it or not. Yes, definitely. Um, as you said, this linear learning curve doesn't really exist. Like most of the times um, we are really into something, maybe the first two weeks, because it's exciting. It's new. We are learning so many new different things um, where, where we basically have no other option than being into it. But the road to like mastery or success is so much longer and um yeah after one or two months it might be not that exciting to learn about a new um i don't know animation technique <laughs> because you already know three but this one can still help you out in some special cases whatever it's like yes you you can like the goal and the first two weeks you will probably also like the way to the goal but only by going like this way of um failure and not always success you can determine whether you like the actual thing but because the goal is I, i'd say the goal is just some nice merit you get along the way yes, yes but it, the the actual goal is like the wait for getting to the goal you know <laughs> yeah the process basically yeah it's, the it's process, interesting yes. that you said you have to be into the process and not into the goal because everyone can uh, like being the ceo of a multi-million dollar company but what you have to sacrifice for that is well most of your week's time i guess yes it's um, and you sleep a funny concept you, you mentioned was this loving the idea versus the actual thing and i think a lot of people struggle with that especially our age you know deciding what to major in university deciding uh, what career career they want to pursue for the future and it's it's very hard to differentiate between okay do i actually want to be a doctor Or do I just like the idea of it? Do I just like um, this idea of, you know, uh, walking around the hospital and everyone is admiring me and I make uh, 200K a year and drive in my Lambo to work or whatever? You know, do I just <laughs> like the idea of it? Or do I like the actual thing? Do I like the process? Like, could I actually enjoy the process of getting there? Because ultimately, as you said, the ultimate goal isn't really the source of satisfaction. It's actually the process to getting there. And I think it's a very hard distinction to make, especially, you know, if you don't have any practical experience. Um, there are a lot of people who say, I want to become a lawyer. I want to become a doctor. I want to go into IT or become an engineer. Yeah. Damn, guys, do internships. <laughs> yeah, They are for so sure. valuable. Definitely. I mean, do you have any experience with that? I think you told me about like when you were working in the hospital, because you also, if I'm allowed to say that, yeah, um, planned on being a doctor a few months ago still. Yeah, it was it was actually quite fun, funny because we had to, uh, we kind of had to do the internships because our school said so, I don't know. And, you know, they weren't real internships. They were more like one week internships. But I was, I was once at the, how is it called? the home for old people where you take care of of the old people um oh yeah Wait, old I people's home i think it's old people yeah home. maybe maybe 
something I, like that. I think our listeners know what we mean. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, I oh, really your skills. <laughs> and I really didn't like it at all. And that was the first time where I was like, okay, maybe I like the idea of working in that environment more than actually working in it. But I was okay. I want to go to an actual hospital and work alongside doctors and see because there's a big difference between an old people's home and an actual hospital. And I went there and it was basically the same for me. <laughs> and I realized, <laughs> okay, maybe I don't oh, actually like it that much. And maybe I just like the idea of it or, you know, the social status or the money or whatever. And, you know, and once you, you have that realization, it can be quite, quite shocking because you have this idea in your mind for a long time. I want to become a doctor and I'm sure of it. And then you actually try it and you go there and you come back home and I like never in my life <laughs> am I going to do that. <laughs> yes, I guess that can be quite devastating because like you, you have this goal which you focused on during high school. Yeah, I want to get um, really good grades or something because I want to become a doctor. And then like it turns out that it's not as well as you expected it to be. Yeah. Okay, well, let's yeah when beginning like my studies for uh, my physics studies it was basically like the same way for me because studying physics and learning all the maths and stuff it's so different from high school because in high school you basically only calculate things but then like you're doing your during your studies you have to prove things which is like exponentially more difficult <laughs> and like uh, at the beginning i felt like oh man how can i pull this off that's that's not at all fun but um the more i like kept on working consistently consistently at it the better i got at it and like looking back now i think it was worth the effort and that i still want to go on yeah i think it's especially you know in those hard times as cheesy as that sounds but especially <laughs> in those hard times you know, in, the, in, in those moments where you think man i i just don't want to keep going i want to do something else i didn't thought it would be that hard and in those moments when we kind of decide to just keep going and just keep pushing, you know, as the one year rule, just keep doing it for one year, for a few months, um, you get at a point where you can just more accurately see if it's really for you or not. Because it's yes. very easy to just give up. Once it gets hard, you know, everything you learn or try or study, it's going to get hard at some point. And if you give up then and like, okay, man, I thought it's going to be easy all the way through. Like <laughs> I, I'm used from whatever high school and having just A plus grades and I'm into university and there are people, you know, much smarter than me, much you know, way ahead of me uh, who have written like five books and have won Nobel prizes or <laughs> whatever, you know, and <laughs> yes, what that, do you even do what here? you feel like when studying physics. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's very hard in those moments to just keep going and just tell yourself, you know, I'm, I'm, I focus on me again, the thing of just not comparing yourself too yes, much to other people. Definitely. I will focus on me and my work and my direction and it will be good in the end. Hopefully, if not, you know, if, after two semesters you realize okay it's just not for me it doesn't work my god that's pretty shitty but who cares man <laughs> you you push through two semesters of like some difficult uh study course yeah yeah I, I think by sticking through the difficult like sticking to the thing even during the difficult times you grow like so much more than by just going the easy way yes definitely but like now... what i always tell myself is 
when I'm uh, when I have to take a decision, like I I tell myself, um, which will be which one is the way you want to remember on your deathbed, which makes the better story, which yes. decision. Yes. Oh my God. That's like a nice route to live by, <laughs> at least really, in my experience. Yeah, it's really motivational. Actually, there's an interview uh, with Kevin Hart on Joe Rogan where he sort of talks about that, where he's like, he's just focused on his story. He's focused on his book. Like he wants his book to be so <laughs> amazing because of all of the things he accomplished. You know, not, not necessarily the money. Of course, the money is part of it. And Yo, it's great and all if you're a millionaire or multi-millionaire or whatever. But if you're able to, you know, pull amazing stuff off and if you're able to push through these hard moments where most people just quit, it makes like for the best story. Like reading it, if if you actually wrote every single day in a book and then reading it at 80 years old in your, you know, rocking chair or whatever. And I think those are the moments that truly make you proud and that are like, man, I'm, you know, I'm actually proud of me. <laughs> I'm actually proud of myself and of the things that I accomplished. But now I would actually yeah, like... I, I, I was at a <laughs> like, uh, um, storytelling course once where, where we got taught like how we can tell amazing stories. And the basic construct of a good story is like, okay, you are in a certain situation and you encounter some difficulty. And then you have to kind of overcome that difficulty and learn something from that. And... If if you live your life that way, your life will be an amazing story. Yeah, I guess definitely. less amazing than James Bond life or <laughs> uh, James Bond's life, but yeah, <laughs> still above average, I guess. Just just a quick reminder for all the people listening: don't compare yourself to fictional characters, please. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yes, yeah, don't compare yourself to James Bond or Harry Potter <laughs> or whatever. Don't do it. It's not realistic. That's why they're called fictional. But you know, that's just yeah, nothing against rant. cosplaying. <laughs> <but> <laughs> hey man, I would yeah. actually love to sort of change subjects because we said we were going to sure. talk about habits, about goals, and about New Year's resolutions. And I think it's it's going to be very interesting for people to sort of hear what we have to say about it because I think when it comes sure. to New Year's resolutions and to sort of goal setting, we have very similar mentalities. So. You can, you can start. Okay. Um, okay. I guess when when it comes to New Year's resolutions, they're like those two camps of people. The one that are like really into it, and every like every New Year, they they sit down at their desk and like reflect over their lives, what they want to make do better. I I don't know sports, healthy eating, less phone time. Um, and then there's the camp of people who are like. Nah, New Year's resolution, that, that those are bullshit. They don't work out. <laughs> like so many people fail after just one or two weeks. Well, why, why, why should I even do it? Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess me, myself, I would count myself into like a, a, a kind of third camp of people if, if we can open that now. <laughs> of course we can. Um, or podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like... I, I my opinion is that you like should constantly like self-reflect and as we established in the beginning compare yourself to your past self maybe on a weekly basis maybe on a monthly basis but not like once a year because then let's look at your whole lifetime then you'll only have like those 
maybe 60 times where you actually do an effort to evaluate your life choices like where where did you do any failures any mistakes where where could you behave better only 60 times if you do it like uh, every month or so then you already up that number to over 600 and i I think you should constantly like there's this idea of taking inventory of yourself like where are you good at where where do you have space for improvement I think you you should get into that mentality more. Yes. And what what about you, man? Or what what <laughs> what is what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, as I said, we are, we're pretty similar from from that perspective. For me, it's also like goal setting for me has almost always been this continuous process. Like I have my goals list and I have different goals lists, different get different categories, and I I have goals list for you know long term goals that I want to accomplish one day before I die. I have goals list for this gap year. <laughs> I have sort of a goals list for my first semester of studying, whatever you know. I have just different categories of goals, but it's not like okay, uh, I'm now in the first day of the first semester of my new major or whatever. And today I'm going to make a list of all the things I want to accomplish. And then I just leave it there and forget about it. For me, it's just a continuous mm. process of filtering and refiltering and deleting and always checking, you know, are the goals actually in tune with the direction I want to get into. Definitely. And yeah, it's you, just you a should, continuous uh, process. Whatever you write down, you should make it as accessible to like read as possible. Put it on your desk, yeah. put it on your uh, door or whatever put it in notion. on your fridge <laughs> please so that you like see it every day because us. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh notion is so awesome yeah we can also make an episode about that once <laughs> for sure i'm in yes, there's so much to tell <laughs> yes but yeah that's yeah I, I that's the main point it's, i think goal setting should be a process just just be continuous um, recategorizing and refiltering and just figuring out what we actually want out of life and are those goals um, actually getting me getting me there and are those goals actually mine I think that's, that's also an important point to to really be critical and to think okay do I actually want a mansion with uh, 40 uh, rooms and 60 cars <laughs> and 5 Lamborghinis you know do I actually want that or am I just externally so influenced by social media and by all those gurus that I think I want it? So that's also an important point. Yes, Again, you, you kind of really have to be honest to yourself there. Definitely. What, what what you actually strive for and what's, yeah, kind of the extrinsic motivation. Yes. You're getting like being successful and making a lot of money, which probably is not that bad, but um, overall you might have other goals. Oh, yeah. I think it would be interesting to, or I would like to ask you, how how do you specifically approach goal setting? What's the process for you? Okay, okay. Um, I'd say that first of all depends on the goal. Um, I, I recently figured out kind of a system of how I want to approach um, like all that stuff that has to do with my behavior where I'm maybe not uh for example when like i don't know when i'm probably too egoistic where i want to tackle that problem um so um for for all those behavioral things i i basically got myself a list from the internet with like 200 virtues and i picked out every single piece which specifically resonated with me 
which probably I didn't even achieve, I wasn't even able to achieve yet. And from all of those virtues, I selected like the most important one. And what I like to try to plan on doing now is I recently got gifted those awesome window markers where you can like write on your window and this in like amazing. my student flat. I, I want to write them like as large as possible on my on my window there. <laughs> That's a so really every day cool when I wake idea. up, I, I see those. And therefore, I'm always able to um, remind myself for the day what, what my goals are, like how I want to behave, um, how, how I'm basically coming my most virtuous self. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. that philosophy there. And I'm, I'm also able like in the evening to look at it again and okay, where where are like the spots where I didn't succeed that much? Where, what what should I do better next time? Are you then and actually journaling? Like, is it a journaling process? Do you actually sit down and journal and think about it, or is it just a quick, you know, mental filtering, recapitulating of the day? I think it's more more like that. I'm also having like some kind of gratitude journal, if you want to say so, like. <laughs> Things I I'm uh, I want to remember of the day, which I want to, yeah, which I'm especially proud of. Um, cool. In general, like you should always in, enforce those things with like positive in, incentives, like not threatening yourself to leave out anything, rather gifting yourself something for exchange, because like it's it's always like this two-way thing. You can't just get something without giving something in return. It's also about um i don't know let's say you want to do more sports or something then it's not like you can get those uh ne the necessary time for example from nothing you have to sacrifice something else yeah, um sure. yeah which which kind of also brings me to um <laughs> like the more materialistic goals which don't have to do with my behavior too much uh or like with my um character with my character too much i guess um i'd say with for those i set myself like I, I i think i basically treat them like mini habits as well because if you like start out with a mini habit and you're over a long time really getting into it then it, it actually like isn't it doesn't require an, any mental effort anymore it, it's actually become a real habit of yours and you can build upon that habit. You can add like more time to it. You can expand that habit. And that's what I am basically trying to do with all those things. Like recently I discovered that my phone usage is like, <laughs> it, it was really high, at least with YouTube and stuff. I was not only watching like useless stuff, uh, some, I don't know, fake compilations or whatever. <laughs> I, I was also watching documentaries and stuff, but when I noticed that like my phone usage was on average four hours a day, I like, wait, stop, man. <laughs> Is it you? You want to call, you, call yourself productive. And yeah. therefore I like um, start, started out by setting myself like a persistent goal I can achieve every day, um, which is at the moment like um, don't spend like more than one hour on useless stuff on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which which worked out perfectly and what i what i noticed is like okay i'm at, at the moment i'm reading like so much more i um or, or i'm also doing so much more sports and that time time which i like sacrificed for 
uh, from the phone time and that went all the way up to into the reading time and to, into the sports time and i think you maybe want to think about goal setting that way that you want to always ex exchange something yeah for sure it's actually yeah it's, it's this idea i think of sacrifice you always sacrifice something you say yes to one thing uh, and automatically you have to say no to another thing it's just It's just how it works. Like you don't get around it. Uh, the moment you say yes to watching uh, three hours of Netflix, you say no to you know all the other productive stuff you could be doing, like going to the gym, you know, uh, running, having a quick workout, or maybe meal prepping, or maybe studying for that exam. Or it's always an exchange of of priorities. Yes, I think. Yes. I think I, but I think it. you should like keep it balanced out in some sort. I mean, of course, yeah. Sometimes it might be more useful to sacrifice your productive time for three hours of Netflix because that might prevent some kind of serious burnout or yeah, of course. <laughs> midlife crisis, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, balance. Balance is an important thing. And it, it always, I think it always comes back to self-awareness, to knowing how do I work and you know, to knowing, okay, now I need a break. Like I, if I keep going now at that pace, I will probably burn out at the end <laughs> yes, of the week. Yes. It's just, okay, man, I, I'm just going to, take a break i will maybe i will watch an hour on netflix i will just chill take a nap maybe and you know just focus on the long-term process not focusing so much on these short intensive bursts mm. um on a daily basis focusing way more on being in the game long term as gary v would say probably <laughs> <laughs> oh yes and again an interesting mm. thing you you touched upon is, is this idea that's i think ultimately behind self-improvement and you know focusing on the areas you want to improve and kind of figuring out what you're weak at and you know what just needs improvement i think again jordan peterson i i just love this guy i, I will quote him probably <laughs> in every single episode from now on but he says that you know if you really sit down and ask yourself you know what remarkably stupid things am i doing on a regular basis to absolutely screw up my life and we all have you know at least one thing we know that you know is completely killing our productivity or is completely unhealthy <laughs> what, what is it for your life if i may ask that oh man i think it's all also unnecessarily long phone time i think that's, yes, that's I guess. the main thing Like you get so caught up and you're like, oh, I, I'm just going to quickly check my emails, even though you have checked them like five times already. I'm just going to quickly check my <laughs> emails. And then you're like, hmm, maybe I could find a productivity system that will enable me to be more efficient with my emails. And then you spend like two hours on YouTube watching tutorials on how to be more productive with your email inbox or Where whatever. Where you actually achieve nothing, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually just... It may sound productive in some sense, but it's actually just a waste of time. And you know it, you know, you know it intrinsically <laughs> yes. to be true. Um, so, yeah, we all have, you know, those few things that are absolutely bad for us and we know it. And, you know, we intrinsically, intuitively know it, but we just don't want yet to accept it. And once mm. we realize them and once we can actually work on them and once we just completely cut them out of our life, And replace them, as you said, replace them with something positive and empowering and productive or whatever. I think we could change our lives significantly in a pretty yes. short yes. period of time. I think that's also quite a good thought to think about New Year's resolutions. Because most of the people are 
like caught up in the thought that they want to start something new, that they want to achieve something new. Whereas you probably should rather focus on all of that negative and bad stuff from all of your bad habits from the last year, which you should like work around. I, I think that thought doesn't apply to everything, like let's say sports, because there you actually focus on your bad habits, I guess. But in general, you should... It's it's much more easier to get rid of old and bad habits because they free up new space where you can put in new good habits. And if you like keep your bad habits and actually focus on getting new habits, you don't have that space in your daily life to fit the good habits in. Yeah, definitely. Imagine you know, imagine a drug addict, you know, heroin addict who's like, I want to read more. Or, you know, I, I want to implement good habits in my life. And you're like, man, just focus on the main problem. Like, you know, you have mm. a problem with drugs or alcohol or your phone time, which, you know, can all also be like an obsession. Um, just focus on the most negative parts and free up the time. And you're going to yes. realize that suddenly you have like five hours per day more. That the only critical thing about that is that you have to really have uh, so so much mental power to be honest to yourself about your own life because okay if you, if you think about um i don't know your phone time or something you might easily come up with a, an excuse why you need to do that if you think about like why why am i at my why am i at my phone so much then you easily come up with an excuse oh yeah i have to text my mom and and stuff but yeah. if you like constantly ask questions and questions further like like a young child which is asking why why yeah. <laughs> why all the time then you you actually if you answer those honestly then you get to the ground of the kind of the problem or the thing you want to tackle yeah, but that's the hard part like people don't want honesty so this yes this i don't think people like people say i want i want you to be honest or whatever but when they know most of the time we know the answer, like we know the honest answer and we know yes. sort of the truth about ourselves, but we don't like hmm. it. We have al yes. already created... That, that usually has to do with some ego issues, I guess. Yeah, definitely. We have, we have created this, like this ego, this ideal of who we think we are or who we would like to be. And when it comes down to, okay, but who are you actually? Like, who are you right now? We don't yes. like the answer. Like we don't like what we what we find, and we just want yeah, to bury it. Yeah, we want to it. push it outside. Yeah, of we, our just mind, then. we just want to bury it. Um, you know, put gasoline on it, um, <laughs> make make it go up in flames, and pretend it was never there. But the thing is, yes, if you if you don't sort of accept in a way who you are, um, it's going to be very hard to actually achieve the ideal you have set for yourself. Yes. Self honesty is usually much more difficult than honesty to others even yes yes but like one nice thought i learned in my philosophy classes i'm, I'm also studying philosophy for all of those all of you out there who don't know that um is it's like um your character is also constituted by what you're striving for like the ideal self you want to be and therefore it's not it's not that bad if you fail at um like different things like with your phone time or something you just have to have the will to kind of strive for for your ideal self because then it becomes kind of incorporated in your character and like kind of already makes you a little bit of what you want to become it's, it's the striving part i guess that's important yes 
yeah. you you can fail from time to time but yeah you know as <laughs> you they should say, constantly try to improve that one you know as they say in those instagrammy motivational posts like <laughs> you may have lost the nee, how how is it you may have lost the fight but you have not lost the war and it's really yes. motivational yes. and stuff but i think it's true like it has it has some truth in it and yeah and it's all i think we come back to this process like just focusing on the process and not so much constantly looking up um to the goal we have it's like this analogy of if you climb a mountain right and the mountain is like really big and scary and whatever and if you just focus constantly on the top of the mountain and you see this like i don't know two kilometers away still and you're just uh you're just able to do one step at a time and it seems like it goes farther and farther away if you focus on <laughs> the top of the mountain like if you focus on the ultimate goal it would be just so painful to to be in that process but once you once you just focus on the next step like once you just focus to put one feet in front of the other and you know one at a time and you know just focus on the process of getting there and you know from time to time looking up maybe to make sure you're yes, sort of yes. on the right route and sort of in the right direction <laughs> Definitely. but yeah yeah that's it, what we talked about earlier i guess yeah like it's exactly the, the actual path is like your goal not the goal itself but it's hard because we, we like this idea of I want to have, I don't know, I want to mm. become a multimillionaire. And it's cool, great goal, but how do I actually <laughs> get there? And once you're in the process of it and, you know, starting a business is everything but easy. Um, once you focus so much on having those multi-millions and uh, living your best life, I think it will just burn you out because you realize you're not there yet. And the steps you take are it just seems so slow in this whole process. Mm. But if you focus, man, I'm just going to improve, as we said, improve a little bit every day. I'm just going to work on this company every single day. I would try to, you know, I would do my best in the now, in the process. And maybe one day, if I'm lucky, I will get there. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Definitely. And by the way, if you're like, if your goal is like getting money or something, then you're doing something wrong because ask yourself why you want that money because it's always kind of for for another mean it's not a mean to an end it's like a mean to something else yeah a lot of people you probably don't even know about yet i mean what why do you want money maybe you want to have a lot of time for yourself and your family maybe that's important to you yeah i think i think for many people say like i want to be rich not necessarily you know a multi-millionaire but i just want to have be rich i think for a lot of them it's just for one you know not having to worry about being able to pay the bills like having the security and having um not having the stress constantly every month but also it's, no, it's freedom in a sense because once you have you know the financial means to not worry about anything that's related to finances and once you have kind of created those multiple streams of income and you know you know even if this business doesn't work i still have six others in my portfolio <laughs> you know and once yeah, you kind of uh, are relatively chill about your financial life i think that gives you a lot of freedom in some sense yes yeah there we are again with the autonomy part of like this yeah. self-determination theory that gives you a lot of like if you're not enclosed into some uh, stupid nine uh, nine to five workplace then that gives you a lot of autonomy and in turn gives you a lot of intrinsic motivation of pulling off something else yes definitely 
All right, Yasin. I think we're approaching the one hour mark now. Do you it's think exactly, we should call it an end? Yes, yeah, it's, it's exactly an hour now. Um, I think that was, yeah, that was a great discussion. I think we covered almost everything we wanted to talk about. We talked about setting goals, about New Year's resolutions. We talked about stuff we learned from 2020, kind of the insights we had yes. and the lessons we learned. And yes, I think we could wrap it up now. It's been an hour. Right. And so like the most important parts, I guess, like a small recap for our viewers. Um, like my goal was taking over responsibility or like what I learned from 2020 is like the most important part for me is taking over responsibility for my life. Um, what was it again for you? For me, it was just learning to focus on myself and not constantly comparing myself to other people. Yes, very important. Yeah. And for the newest resolutions, we kind of established that you probably should work on yourself constantly, not like yes. one time a year. Yes, just. I mean, it's maybe worth the effort to invest yeah. some more time at the beginning of a new year, but constant consistency and persistence. <laughs> yeah, don't just follow the New Year's resolution trend for the sake of it. Don't just be like, yes. oh, I guess I will now do a list of goals because that's what everyone does. Just, okay, do it great if you want to, but actually stick to them and actually focus on being consistent and persistent and being honest and to yourself yes i think that's a good wrap up it was a pleasure all right well, as always as with always. my wonderful co-host here <laughs> okay um all right guys so if you enjoyed this episode then be sure to leave a like and uh, probably also follow us check out our blogs which are like in the description and see you around next time bye bye